You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome into a Monday edition of Inside the Locking Up. The rain is gone. Uh, good lands. It rained uh, a lot yesterday, but uh, hopefully the rain will be out of here. I have to look at the weather report here uh, to make sure uh, it is out. But it is evidently still in Pebble Beach because no uh, golf there today. It is over. Uh, we talked about that as well. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to get in on with us this morning. The X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Our email address for the show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Download that Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. If it has to last, it has to be tough. Withstand the elements year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand, pressure-treated pine from great Southern Wood. For projects that stand up against Mother Nature's best, be sure to head down to your local dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. The lumber that protects against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. Get only the best for your next five-star backyard project. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? I'm doing fine. Um... We have Tom Hart on today. We're going to do a little bit more basketball stuff this week than we have been, and uh, hopefully I'll have Seth on it sometime at the end of the week. But Tom Hart will be on today with Doug. Uh, several quick things for you. Um, the uh, uh, Wyndham Clark went 17 under, shot a 60. Uh, the weather just so bad they can't, they can't finish it, but uh, they finished it, uh, and he's the champion's third time that he's won. Uh, Nick struggled uh, out there, and naturally you struggle out there being your first time, and quite different. But uh, that's okay; he'll he'll get better. Just the biggest problem is you're high one day and low the next a little bit. And people that watch golf don't really understand it. Sometimes that can happen to you. Uh, the kid from Ohio State, the football players uh, from Parker, Nishim uh, Offord, uh, who's the cornerback, has decided to go to Ohio State. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I also wanted to mention that uh, Justin was 13 under, pardon me, and Lee Hodges was 3 under uh, at, at the tournament. Uh, Purdue beat Wisconsin, Arizona beat Stanford, uh, NC State beat uh, in, in North Carolina beat Duke. Um, the Big Ten is in discussion, are going to be in discussion with each other about how, how to handle not only the issues, but how to handle the NCAA. And we're liable, they're talking a lot of behind the scenes about taking over everything themselves, which would mean, you know, two big two big conferences run the whole show, but there's a big stink there between, not big stink, but a, a get-together between the Big Ten and the SEC as to what's going to happen in the future. In um, Senior Bowl, uh, Bowl played a little bit. Spencer Rattler played a little bit. Pinnock did not play. Um, so that's that. Uh, Bill Carr. Some of you don't know the former AD at Florida. It was a guy that I worked with some. 
uh, passed away yesterday, last night, and uh, Saturday night, and uh, too bad about that. Certainly, uh, um, little, little, I remember him and his family. Um, as most of you know, Alabama and Auburn play this coming Wednesday uh, in, in a big game at 6 o'clock on ESPN2. And uh, just a several basketball things, and that should be uh, with Tom Hart. Alabama's playing so well, playing as well as anybody. Kentucky's already at three-loss category, so um, we'll talk about that when he gets on. Um, if you want to see somebody, listen to me, if you want to see somebody play basketball, then you watch Caitlin Clark. This young lady at Iowa is unbelievable. Uh, I watched her several times. She had 38 the other day and 12 assists. If you want to watch ladies basketball sometime, watch her. The Barker kid at Alabama's playing well. They beat Kentucky. Um, Brandon Miller had 35, which is really big for him, for anybody really, a, a rookie like that uh, in the last pro game. So he's up and going good. That That's uh, about it. But uh, 6 o'clock, uh, the games start, of course, on Tuesday and Wednesday now, and uh, we have, uh, you know, the, you know, it's going to be an exciting time. Auburn's uh, not shooting it real well. Alabama's playing terrific. I thought, of course, uh, Mississippi State didn't play much offensively, so that's all I got. Uh, yeah, I did go to that game. Crowd was great. Um... It was into the game. Uh, Alabama took 48 threes, uh, in the game. Every time they rebounded it, I think they shot one time in one possession, probably within 10 seconds. They kept offensive rebound. They probably got four threes up. And I think Riley and Griffin finally, finally hit the four three, but, uh, the, uh, Nick Pringle was there in street clothes, but, uh, mm, I don't know if they need him back. That Jaron Stevenson kid is really, uh, who reclassified, uh, is really starting to play well. Uh, he had, I think, maybe 15 or 16 points, 14 points, something like that. Uh, made four threes. Um, Mark Sears, dad, he, he, uh, he's unguardable and he, uh, really has patience. Like he just kind of waits his turn. You leave him open. He knocks in. He only takes, uh, for the game. Uh, he's not a high volume shooter. He takes 10 shots, uh, in the game, uh, scores, 21 points, goes 6 of 10 from the line, from the field, 3 of 5, I'm sorry, 3 of 6 from the three-point line, gets four rebounds, uh, three assists. Why he wasn't up for the Koozie Award and some of these national awards is ridiculous, uh, to be quite honest with. This kid's uh, some player. Uh, just talk about his patience. He's not a guy that shoots the ball like 20 times a game. He kind of waits his turn. I thought he did that uh, Saturday night, and he was terrific down the stretch. Well, he scores foul about on critical times when they're not going good. He does a great job of taking the ball to the basket. He makes the open threes or makes makes threes a lot. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He doesn't go right much, but going left is, is – uh, they can't guard him going left. They, just, they can't overplay him and, and do anything with him. So he's uh, he gets the basketball to the open people. Um, he's working to get better defensively, but uh, he's so darn good offensively that you've got to keep him out there. So he's, uh, I think, my my opinion is, uh, he should be considered for coach, uh, coach uh, player of the year. That's my feeling. And if I say that because I coached Alabama, they said I'm prejudiced, and the guy connect is is terrific player at Tennessee, and there's one other that should be considered, but. I think I think certainly uh, the way Alabama is playing right now, uh, 
we'll talk about this with Tom Hart. I got a couple of things I want to say to him and let him respond to him. But uh, right now, we had uh, we have fourteen. We had four teams: uh, Alabama, Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Uh, that opportunity to win the round robin. Um, we're almost. We're getting close to where it's going to be separated to two, and that's going to be uh, Alabama and Tennessee. If we're not careful, not if if they're not careful. So I think that's that, that's the big factor. Uh, the big factor, Barry, is is uh, you go to Auburn and Kentucky. You, you know that's going to be tough. But the other factor to me is Florida and Ole Miss, as I've said before a hundred times. Florida and Ole Miss are capable of beating if you don't play. Uh, Auburn had a big win going into Ole Miss and beating them. I was surprised at that. But uh, I would say right now, and it'll flip again like it's like golf. It'll flip tomorrow. But I'd say right now, the four that I've, I have selected, and I, I said 14-4, I think Alabama and, and uh, Tennessee are the best right now. Uh, you think about Nate Oates, lost his entire staff. Uh, Betty Ico goes pro, Clowney goes pro, Brandon Miller goes pro. Uh, the Quinterly leaves him. Uh, the other guard leaves him and goes to Arizona, uh, to only have three guys back, a whole brand new staff and be eight and one. Uh, probably going to win the regular well, season. Uh, it's a remarkable job of what he's done with this program. Uh, bringing in three new guys and then all these players and sitting here eight and one. Uh, it's pretty darn good. The guys that left him are the ones that got the players, and that, that certainly got to give Nate the credit, as you've said. But they got the players for him, and Alabama uh, has the money to get those players and go against people that also have money. But uh, I think shooting the three a lot has really helped Alabama. Of course, the facilities are great, and they coach them a way that, you know, where they run with it, people like to run with it. So, yeah, you got to give Nate a lot of credit to the coaches that left him. It'll be a little bit interesting to me to see that the coaches that are now with him uh, do the kind of job that the coaches that left him do. Well, they're recruiting high, at a higher level. They're getting but, a higher, uh, well, they're higher ranked players uh, than what they even got now. They got two McDonald's All Americans coming in, so I, I, I already think, signed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're they're recruiting at a high level. I I personally think they. The staff's better uh, than the staff that they lost. So I think you upgrade the staff. I think it's much better, much better on the floor, much better on the floor. Uh, the kid from New Orleans, much better. Uh, the guy that came Might be in, on the, floor. the guy that came in um, that used to be at Creighton uh, was very tied to. Uh, he's already signed two McDonald's All Americans. Uh, so I think it's a better staff, uh, and they only have three players back and going to win the regular season more than likely. To me, is pretty pretty amazing. Royal Cleaners—they want to make your life easy. They'll come right to you, pick up uh, your cleaning, get it all cleaned up, deliver it right back. Dial two zero five three nine one zero zero three four. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, in Northport, or forty eight fifty one Rice Mine Road for all your cleaning needs, it's Royal two zero five three nine one zero zero three four. Take this break. Got one call coming in. Uh, the phone lines are open 205-342-9904. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Storage. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. Parts of the area have experienced a little light rain this morning, but it's been pretty quiet on the accident front. That's the main thing. You continue to move along nicely into and out of the T-Town region this morning. 2059 from Foster's out to Cottondale, the drive along McFarland Boulevard. 69 up from Hale County and Lurling Wallace, all moving at posted speeds into and out of the region this morning. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. A draft version of zoning regulations for the medical cannabis industry in Jasper has been developed by the Planning and Zoning Commission. It restricts size and requires the business to not be located within 1,000 feet of a school, child center, church, public park, municipal government facility, or residential property. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout the day. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Tuscaloosa Media, Tuscaloosa. This report. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tune in at 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Any Lingering rain ending this morning, the sky clearing this afternoon. The high today, 59. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 36. Then for tomorrow and Wednesday, a good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 61 and 64. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 47 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Stay up today for the Crimson Tide. Local high school sports and Bama in the pros right here. On Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Yellowwood. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. I looked at the payouts. Wyndham Clark takes home. 3.6 million for 54 holes. Uh, Justin Thomas, how much does he make tied for sixth? He pockets 642,500 bucks. Uh, not a bad payday. Nick Dunlap, uh, finished, uh, 80, uh, but still takes home a cool $37,000. So not bad, uh, for three days of golf, take home 37,000, uh, to be in that event. So, and I'm sure he'll play much better. Uh, in the next event, we'll look at those, uh, what's coming up for Nick Dunlap, uh, with Doug Bell. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline. Let's get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? We're good. How are you? Okay. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, I got a couple things I want to get your and your dad's take on, uh, about the basketball game and team. Uh, Mark Sears, you brought him up. Very interesting to me. The whole team, the whole year is turning out to be one of fascination for me. I I, I didn't see all this coming. I, I don't know what to expect. I'm less than junkie fan to begin with. And um but Mark Sears is a very interesting uh player. Where do you rank him in terms of point guards and we've had some great <laughs> you know what i mean dad uh 
I, I don't I don't know. Uh Dad, what do you rank Mark Sears? Oh, I don't I don't really I don't really rank people that much of my point guards. I've had I've had certainly from Terry Connor and, and uh Mike Norholz and I've have had some great ones and uh, to me he just goes along with some of the great point guards that have been in Alabama and that's what the reason Alabama basketball has been as good as it's been through the years as the point guard is is good and he's come in uh, I don't know how highly recruited he was, not not very highly recruited out of high school and just got better in Ohio and came in here and just played terrific. So as far as ranking him, I, I'd be hard for me to rank him because my guys are, were good, you know, got the ball to the open people about as well as anybody. He he probably scores a little bit more than some of the guards I had because Terry Connor got the ball to Derek McKee and, all those people a little bit more than, but uh, he's a terrific player. He's a uh, he's a very physical guard. You know, I don't, I don't remember a lot of guards being as physical as him. Although he's not tall, he's got a strong body. He can get to the rim and at his size make layups. Uh, most guys that size get their shot blocked, but he uses his body so well uh, that these guys are capable of shooting the basketball from deep. Uh, as I said, he was three of six from three. Uh, the other night. So, um, quite a player. He's, uh, relentless. He's like, he's different than a lot of the point guards that have been here, I think, Tom. I agree with that right there. That, that's so true. And I agree, you know, it, it's hard for me to go against what we've had in the past. And I like what Coach said. He said he ranks up there, uh, uh, comes from a long line of great point guards. I think that's an outstanding way to, to describe it instead of going like, well, he's probably better than this. That, and I agree with this, uh, Coach, is that uh, he doesn't distribute as well as Ra and uh, Terry and some of the others. Uh, but, you know, I don't know what his role or what they define him with. Well, we had, a more, we had a more of an inside game when I was coaching. And, right. and uh, we, we played inside out. And our job for a point guard was to get the ball inside. We didn't shoot as many threes. In fact, we didn't. We just didn't shoot near that many threes. Nobody did really. And so that that was his that was his responsibility. And, and it was just different back then than, than it is today. I also wanted to say this, or ask this, not say, but to me, the team seems to be rounding out into more of a. A uh, all-around good team. Uh, defense has really picked up since uh, the year began. Am I wrong? Are, are y'all seeing the same thing? Well, of, of the teams that they play twice, they've they've uh, you know they've they've lost one um, to Tennessee, but they've been able to beat Auburn and Mississippi State, which are two big wins for them. State, of course, on the road and for State twice, really. So, you know, they, I think they're really good. As I've already said, I think they're the best team in the league playing right now, along with Tennessee. They, they, they do have this schedule that's at Ole Miss and at Florida. And then they have to go to Kentucky and to Auburn. And those are four big games. If you can split those games some way, you're in great shape. I, I agree. I, I know it's not going to be easy, but it's possible. To, to end up at 15 and three. Uh, I've been looking at, I, I started trying to study schedule out of interest to me. And, uh, but I also, I wanted, this is the final thing I promise I'm going to get off. And it's, it's, uh, it's the fact that 
the staff. I, I, I wasn't sure about them for the beginning, but I'm starting – I agree with Barry. I think they are very confident and very good. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm pulling up. Yeah, you got uh, Austin Klotz, who was a head coach at one of the Louisiana schools. Uh, Ryan Pannon, uh who's, who's – uh, I watched him in practice. This guy's brilliant. Uh X's and O's on the floor. Then Preston Murphy, his son, actually plays uh, over at Northridge. I haven't really got a chance to meet Preston, but he was um, coaching AAU. So he was tied into a lot of guys prior to getting here, and he's helped them sign a couple really high-level players there. So he'll help them with the national recruiting uh, there. So I think it's a good staff uh, that Coach put together. And then, like I said, only have three players back and bring in a whole, basically a whole new team with Quinterly and all those guys leaving. Um, I think they've done a good job of having this thing at eight and one. Uh, it's pretty, pretty remarkable to be quite honest with you, Tom. Uh, Kentucky, uh, Tom has, um, you know, they're going, I mean, Tennessee, pardon me, uh, has a tough schedule as well. You know, they've already gone to Kentucky and, and won Saturday night, but they've got Kentucky at home. Kentucky could bounce back. They've got Auburn at home. And then they can, then Tennessee also has to go to Alabama. And I'm just talking about the three that you're supposed to, you're supposed to have a hard time with. There'll be other teams that they play that if you don't play well, you get beat. But uh, at Alabama and home against Kentucky and Auburn, uh, gives Tennessee is, you know, Tennessee and Alabama right now, today on this Monday are the best two right now in the league. Well, that, that's good news to hear, but uh, it's, don't you agree? Let me ask you. I swear this is it. Are you fine? Go ahead. Don't you agree? This has been kind of a fascinating thing to watch unfold this year. And I think uh, Coach Oates is kind of like he's changed my mind about uh, how good of a coach he is. I, I thought he was good, but he's even better than I thought, which, there again, I'm John Key saying, I don't know that freaking much. But, uh, uh, it's interesting to see how this thing has developed. Do you agree with that? He, uh, he's like dad was. He's fiery. And guys that are fiery, he gets after his guys. Uh, so they don't, they don't sleepwalk in games. If they are, he's going to get on them. If they have a game where they don't play as well, he, he gets after them. It's not his, that's his personality. He's, he gets a technical the other night. The technical obviously was not going to hurt on as big as a, so I think his fiery personality has his players always on edge. He's willing to suspend a guy who's not practicing hard. Uh, and you watch a guy like Jared Stevenson here. He's really improving. Uh, he's improving so much. I'm afraid he's going to be hard to keep, to keep. But when I saw them this summer, they didn't have Grant Nelson and a lot of those guys. I was like, oof, they got to get some size. Well, they got some. Then I watched them went to a non-conference game. I said, that team can win the league. And then they played some t- teams that were very physical and they didn't play very well defensively, but they've continued to improve a little bit defensively. And, and so I'm thinking maybe I wasn't crazy when I thought they could win the league. They just went through a tough stretch there with the Purdue's and the Arizona's well, and the Creighton. The big thing has been the big, big thing has been the evaluation and the, the coaches that left evaluate them. Um, but the evaluation, they got the money to buy the players. And that's, and they had to go up against the North Carolinas to beat North Carolina, but they did a great job there. So they've gotten some good players and, and, uh, but I think their evaluation of the players that they've gotten, Sears and 
give North Carolina. I think their evaluation has been very, very good. I agree with that. Uh, the Stevenson kid has been a really pleasant surprise. I didn't know about him, but I'm learning, and he is really coming on. Uh, great article in Tuscaloosa News yesterday about him, and uh, I would suggest uh, well, he shouldn't be a surprise. He was like the top no. twenty player in the country. Uh, yeah, guys, a yeah. surprise or guys when you go get surprise a, a right soul, you go get <laughs> a right soul. You go get a right soul, a guy like that who comes in. Uh, Mark Sears, the way he's playing, he wasn't. I mean, he was a good player. Obviously, he, he was 19 a game in Ohio. But those guys, the Riley and Griffins, uh, Estrada played much better the other night. So they got a nice blend. Uh, when, Evaluation, I'm telling you, when that's you, what it was. When you lose, uh, when you lose those guys uh, that you lost, that many people, it's hard to replace those. It's hard to hit it right. I think Dad's right. It's hard to hit it right on so many guys, and they did. So, give them credit. Thanks for taking my call. I enjoyed that. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. All right, uh, Dad, before we get to Tom Hart, uh, we uh, talked with Michelle Smart last Friday, and we looking forward to building our relationship with Bryant Bank. I know you've done business with those uh, with Bryant Bank for well, a long, long time. I have, and I've had, in fact, I have two accounts at Bryant Bank, Bryant Bank at, uh, here in Birmingham, and they have four locations in, in Tuscaloosa, and they're really outstanding, outstanding, uh, people. And when you go in there, you know, you, you go into a bank, but you're also looking for a banker. You're looking for somebody that can help you with the bank and with the problems that you have and with your money, which is very important. Uh, a lot of people call themselves uh, local banks, but right, really and truly, the real local bank uh, in in the Tuscaloosa and Birmingham and throughout the state of Alabama is a Bryant Bank because we remember him and uh, you, you can. It's more than just a, than just a zip code. It's it's uh, really a good chance for you to go in and visit with people who know the community, are willing to help you, know you by your first name, are glad to see you, and I think that uh, you can bank online if you wish. Uh, which it makes it accessible around the clock, uh, gives you freedom and uh, flexibility to bank the way you want to, um, and uh, it's all done by people that you trust. And we have this day and time where people are trying to take your money online, and the Bryant Bank, will, I'll guarantee you, has has everything insured insured it's in your bank, and uh, they will know if anything goes wrong. So. I suggest that you do what I've been doing now for a long time. Is go to Bryant Bank, tell them that you heard on inside the locker room, and I think that you will appreciate what these people do for you. Yeah, we appreciate Scott Phelps and Michelle Smart helping us uh, get all this put together, and we appreciate Bryant Bank. All right, we'll take this break. We'll get back. Tom Hart, uh, he's probably pulling in Starbucks about right now. We'll talk to Tom, find out what he got for, to drink this morning. This is the Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports? Did you know you're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry? Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room, Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. We're going to build a five star backyard. The only product is 
Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, we're still trying to get up with Tom Hart. Uh, that, um, as you look at the standings, now Alabama sitting here at eight and one. South Carolina, uh, did, did lose a home game, but they kind of got that back going to Georgia, which I think was a really big win. Uh, for those guys to go win at Georgia. They've won uh, already at Missouri. Uh, they've won at Arkansas, and they've won at Tennessee, of course, and at Georgia. Now their next couple of games, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt at home. Uh, so we'll see if they – then they have to go to Auburn. They got LSU at home at Ole Miss at A&M. Florida at home, uh, Tennessee, and at Mississippi State, which will be difficult. But uh, – you keep thinking that the game crops are going to lose, but that was a big win for those guys to go into Georgia on Saturday and get a, get a W. That's what you've seen here with the Gamecocks. Yeah, I think they have. I, I, I keep looking for them to lose too. Georgia, uh, again, as I have said, told you Alabama would be even a close one. And Georgia gets you to, to to the end of the road, then they fold. Uh, but certainly, you got to give South Carolina credit for going in there and winning as you did Alabama and Tennessee, because both of them could have easily lost that game. So Georgia's good, but not good enough. Um, yeah, we got time now, so uh, okay. let's get let's get to the yellow hey, hotline. Uh, he's with the SEC Network and ESPN does uh, basketball, baseball, and football. The great Tom Hart. Uh, good morning, Tom. How he's are the best. You? Morning, hey, Tom. Tom. Good morning, gentlemen. I apologize. I missed the car call a moment ago. Well, but, no problem. Uh, great to be with you. Tom, I appreciate uh, you being on. Dad, did you watch the Grammys last night? No, I don't watch no Grammys. Tom said the Grammys, I'm looking at his Twitter, uh, the Grammys remain <laughs> the best awards show. Nothing compares to the I energy did, yeah. of live performances. Well, are we watching the same show, Tom? Do you, oh, like, the, do you like the Grammys? I I don't I am not going to pretend to like every aspect of all <laughs> genres of the Grammys, but it's the only award show where you get a a live performance, right? Like if let's just use Denzel Washington as an example here. If Denzel is up for Best Actor, he doesn't get on stage and perform a scene from that movie, right? So if you like. I don't know. Uh, Tracy Chapman played with that country guy last night, uh, Fast Car, and just two of them on the guitar. Like it, it's not just that it's a good song; it's that they then put it, you know, got on stage and performed it. That, that's pretty good, man. You can go to like thirty different concerts in one two-hour show. Now, some of them I, I didn't care for. But yeah, I wanted to hear Lionel Richie. I, I wanted to hear Lionel Richie sing, but anyway, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Tom. The basketball situation changes each week. Uh, Kentucky, I had yeah. said last week, Kentucky, Alabama, Auburn, and, and Tennessee were the, well, one of, one of those four would win the round robin, and I thought it would be 14-4. Uh, right now, uh, Tennessee and Alabama are playing the best. Kentucky's not going to win the round robin. Um, neither is A&M. Um, and so I, I would say just today, you, you may, tomorrow I may call you, it may be different. I mean, next, after Wednesday's games, but, Right now, Tennessee and Alabama look the best to have the the fourteen four thirteen or fifteen three record and playing the best. Your comments on that? But you think four losses still has a chance to win the league? I think it ties. Okay. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. First of all, Alabama's already built an advantage by reaching the halfway point with only one loss. Um. Tennessee is is just playing incredible on both sides of the floor right now. 
Um, so if, if, if we're starting fresh and you just said, you know, who's playing the best at the moment, I would say Tennessee is playing the best, but Alabama's got that, that little one-game lead, or uh, one-and-a-half, because Tennessee's already had a bye. Um, I agree. I don't think Kentucky's in the conversation. They are, there are too many warts with that team. There, there are too many holes. Um, that doesn't mean they can't go on a run, and they won't go on a run. I mean, that they have the talent to turn things on and just go. Um, but I just, I just don't see it. I, I'm looking, by the way, at what, like, if we had two opposite ends of the spectrum from a scheduling standpoint, there'd be the the computers, the algorithms, right? The, those computer models, and then there'd be the WIMP model. Um, I don't know who you think has the toughest remaining schedule, but the computer suggests that Alabama has the toughest remaining schedule. Well, and Auburn has the third toughest. Well, they have it because they, because uh, there are two teams on Alabama's schedule that I don't know, and that's Ole Miss, that's Ole Miss and Florida. And Alabama yeah. got, Alabama has Florida and Tennessee as the, as the two teams put together this year to add to their three to their other three teams that they play twice, and they've already played at Tennessee and lost. They can beat Tennessee probably at Coburn if they play well. Uh, but I think, I think old, I, I was a little bit surprised that even though I was a little bit surprised that Auburn went in and I watched the game handle Ole Miss. Of course, I watched you too. Uh, so I got about three TVs. So I, um, uh, I don't know. You just, you just, were you, you surprised? You think? Were you, I did not get to watch the Auburn Ole Miss game. Yeah, I was a little uh, bit surprised. Ole Miss hung in there for a while and then uh, Auburn played a lot. Auburn is not a great shooting team. And, yeah. I, and I think I think Alabama is is gets better looks than anybody in the league. Kentucky's not a great shooting team, although they make they make ten a game. They 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 don't they don't get good looks for whatever reason. You go ahead. It's, it's, I mean, Auburn, you, Auburn doesn't team. get good looks. Yeah, they don't have Auburn doesn't have guys that really create their own shot. Alabama creates great shots with incredible passing and with I guess uh, you could label it aggressive passing. They um, at one point, and I haven't updated these numbers, they had more buckets on two passes or less than anybody in the league, and probably you know anybody in the country. The way they're able to push it, there was there was one specific um, one specific play they had against Mississippi State that that just kind of stands out to me. This was a few weeks ago, but they made a uh, Alabama was at sorry Mississippi State was at the free throw line. They made the free throw. After the free throw, they jumped immediately into a 2-2-1. Alabama inbounded the ball to the left side, about free throw line extended. And then the next pass after that was in the far corner. (laughs) And they got a corner three. And I went, okay. (laughs) I've seen a lot of press breaks. I've never seen that one that results in a three in the far corner. So they, they... they do that by design, right? He he, de- yeah. he designs good stuff to get quick threes and and generally open threes when you get them off that quick. Well, I let Barry have it, but uh, you know I, I'm not I'm not big into who's better than who as far as individuals. But uh, Sears is is good. I, I, maybe Connect is better. I know that your guy thinks he is and probably is. Uh, but uh, Sears is awfully good at keeping Alabama good the whole game. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's my thinking. Go ahead. 
Tom, I guess I was telling Dad, you know, when you lose Brandon Miller, uh, Clowney, Betty Ico goes, uh, then Quinterly leaves you, uh, the other kid, his name slipped me, transfers to Arizona. You basically, <laughs> there's three guys left and your whole staff's gone. Uh, for, yeah. for NATOs to have this team eight and one, uh, it's pretty remarkable. Um, just talk about the jobs he, he's done. And then are there any really, really, I mean, is there any chance John Calipari may hang it up and go to the pros? Are there any big time jobs that could open that Alabama fans should be worried about? They're going to come knocking on NATO's door. Well, that's a really interesting question. Um, I mean, I think obviously the, the Louisville job would be one that has, um, I'm not saying Nate Oates would want Louisville or be in line to get Louisville, but um, that, that is an opportunity for a lot of great coaches out there because they have the money to pay you well, they have great history, and they're desperate to win. And in this era of open transfer and NIL, you don't have to wait and build that thing over the course of three or four years. Right. You're a year away, you know, and, and you look at how some other teams have built their teams some other programs have been built. You can do it, you know, immediately if you if you play it right. Um, I don't know what the Calipari situation is going to turn out to be in Kentucky. I think that he's in a very interesting place right now. There's so much pressure on that team to figure it out and go on a, a march run based on the talent that they have. They have seven NBA guys on that roster. They're loaded. They just can't seem to want to play defense. I was shocked. Let me say, I, I was shocked when the Tennessee coaches said, we want to run with them. And I went, okay, that's an interesting fact. Because uh, that's the only way Kentucky can win, because they don't play enough defense to, um, you know, play a game in the 60s. And um, that's their strength is to get out and get in the open floor. But Tennessee did it, and they blew them off their own court. And I was I was beyond impressed the way the veterans played for Tennessee on Saturday night. Um, and that's why I think Tennessee's playing the best basketball right now. And, and I think the, you know, if you were to draft a team and you picked, you wanted to pick between Sears and Connect, uh, uh, just talking at the college level, I think that's a really interesting conversation. What Connect gives you, um, is in what the NBA guys love is the length. Um, the ability to finish at the rim, um, the you know the ball handling and the pick and roll. This guy was six one in high school, and then sprouted to six seven. So he's not a he's in a power forward's body, but he's got really great handles and ball control, and that makes him terribly dangerous in the in the ball screen offense. I uh, I look at uh, you know I always say there's always going to be somebody picked real high that finishes low. And somebody that picked low and finishes high, and the low man, of course, is the low team is Arkansas, who's I don't know where they are. He's lost them or whatever. I, I, I shouldn't say that because hard enough coaching as it is. I do think that South Carolina is good. Um, I keep thinking they're going to get beat, but they don't. They have beaten the team. They have beaten the teams that are mm, a little bit outside of beating Tennessee at Tennessee, a little bit shaky, but. I still don't. I don't pick South Carolina in the top four, and I could be dead wrong as I usually am. Your thoughts on, on on the league overall? Well, let's start with South Carolina. Uh, they 
they served notice when they beat Kentucky at home, and and it wasn't yeah. close. I mean, it, uh, it's funny. I got criticized. I, I'm just bringing this up for a point of conversation, not that I give a rip. But I got criticized by somebody online because I wasn't excited enough when they stormed the court at South Carolina. The game was over. It, this wasn't a buzzer beater or they had to hold on late. It was a 15-point game with five minutes to play. That that was an anticlimactic finish when they blew out Kentucky at home. And by the way, it's the second straight year they've beaten Kentucky. Um, the Tennessee win on the road was even more impressive because of how they handled Connect. Even though he finished with 31, 10 of those came in a late game flurry when he just had to get off some shots, but they probably had a, uh, they defended connect throughout the game better than uh, most that I've seen so far this season. Um, so I think South Carolina is really good. I, I think that they've been allowed to kind of build to this place and pick up those wins as of late um, because their, their non-conference schedule wasn't such that it garnered a lot of attention. They had some close losses against good teams, um, but most of their wins came against, you know, suspect opponents. So in, in that regard, they kind of flew under the radar radar for a long time. But they've, they've got a really good backcourt. They're big and physical. They play defensively like Frank Martin's best teams played in that they stay in front of you. They body you up. Um, they don't necessarily take a lot of chances, but – they're going to bump every cutter. They're going to make you pay for coming in the lane. Um, and and they've been allowed to play that way. I, I think college basketball, is, <laughs> you can make an argument, is just as, I'm not going back to like, you know, the 80s, but you can make an argument, it's as physical as it's been in the last decade. Uh, flip it over to football. Kalen DeBoer uh, is back in town now. He's uh, been out on the recruiting trail. Uh, they they kind of got to stop the bleeding. Uh, by getting Ryan Williams, uh, out of Sarah Land, getting him back in the fold. Uh, they, they've been out around the state. They've been across the country here, just, uh, on the outside looking in. Uh, talk about what Coach DeBoer's done here. Everybody's hoping that he's able to hold on to his offense coordinator, who they say may be up for the offense coordinator job at, uh, Seattle. But just kind of talk about what you've seen. Well, the strength of that Washington program, I felt when I covered them in the Alamo Bowl two years ago and, and first kind of got introduced to the staff as a whole, uh, the strength was the staff. Uh, not that Kalen DeBoer isn't a great coach, but um, they worked so well together and had many years together, um, including Grubb, who'd been with them forever. Now, I think what you're seeing with the Seahawks opening is the same thing that is eroding staffs throughout college football. Uh, Kentucky just lost its offensive coordinator two days ago to Tampa Bay. Um, you know, Boston College head coach decides to go be a coordinator in the in the NFL. Uh, for whatever reason, the, the parameters, well, we know the reasons, but the parameters have changed in how these guys do their job. And, um, you know, there are those that have had opportunities to say, gosh, the NFL and and being able just to coach ball instead of deal with all the other stuff is more appealing. And, and you know, the, the board in Alabama is not immune to that with the Seahawks opening. Um, but I got to tell you, and, and, you know, even at Kentucky, they had a bunch of recruits in town for the Tennessee games. 
I, I admire you, Barry, that, we, we, that you even have football on your mind. I thought Saturday was the most incredible college basketball day of the season. I, I saw a bunch of Kentucky football players, and I thought, what, what are y'all doing here? It's basketball season, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm too deep in the hoops right now to even think about that stuff. Yeah, but that 12-team uh, playoff, when does that thing end? Uh, we already don't give basketball season enough publicity. Now that thing's going to go, what, to the end of January? Uh, that's a great point. Oh. Yeah, and I, I think the NFL is the main culprit because it's such a it's such a monster. And the way the NFL, and I'm not blaming the NFL, and I'm a huge fan, and, you know, I'm going to cheer for my Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I had a chance to go to it last year. I love it. Um, but the way they've even infiltrated Saturdays and other days of the week um, just kind of sucks the life out of other other leagues because it's such a behemoth. Yeah. yeah. When are you coming back I mean, to Alabama? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, just text me when you are then. Yeah, I'll let you know. Um, okay. That's a. So you think Alabama wins the league, just to put a ball I think on it? I, I think they've got a shot to. Uh, uh, one of the big games will be Tennessee at home, which is a game I think Alabama probably wins at home. Uh, and I think the key is to go to Florida and beat Florida at Florida. Maybe Ole Miss a little less than that. But, uh, you know, they could very easily, to, the way they're playing right now, beat Auburn tomorrow at Auburn. Uh, Auburn doesn't shoot it that good. And, and uh they don't have that many I thought I, I said before the game where the lights went out, um, I said that the home team would win each game in that series. And and yeah. I still think that's the case because I yeah. think I think Pearl is a good coach and he's an excellent yeah, motivator. Um and that place that place will be absolutely Yeah, I, I agree. Rocking. I you know, I picked Tennessee, I picked I picked a split with Tennessee and, and, and Auburn, both of them were splits and but then we stick Florida in there. Florida, they haven't played Florida at all. And um, Alabama hasn't. And Florida, Florida's not going to beat Alabama at Alabama. May not beat them down there, but it's, it's and all games are dangerous. I got that. But those Ole Miss and Florida games, you better get ready to play. Yeah. You get yeah, ready to play. You get ready to play the other two. They're going to be That's a right. tough ticket down there this Wednesday night, uh, Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those those students are going to be riled up and ready to go. That if, if they miss two free throws in a row and get Baumauer gooey fries, the entire Is room. That what, what you get? You don't have that game, good as you are. <sighs> That's very nice. You know, I don't have that game. Um, I've got A and M at Missouri on Wednesday. Then I've got uh, Tennessee at A and M Saturday night. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't want to bring up a sore subject, make you mad, but. Don't make him mad. He's good. What's happened to Missouri? Oh, and nine. Well, listen. Without going too deep into it, they're the perfect example. Uh, Arkansas is in this discussion too. The portal giveth and taketh away. Uh, I've had coaches refer to it as as speed dating. They don't know exactly who they're getting because they don't have time to vet these recruits like they do coming out of high school. You know? That's the reason I kept telling um, trying to tell Barry that, that Alabama's selection was so good. Yeah, they on the schedule. You mean no? He's talking no, about their, uh, get, get players and who they got and evaluating players. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think these 
talking with these coaches, they're still trying to figure out how to do it. You know, um, I'll give you a good example. The Tremont Mark kid at Houston uh, that came from Houston, Arkansas, talking to staff about it. They said, well, we thought he was bigger. You know, he looked bigger on tape. He played bigger on tape. He got here. And I went, what? You did? How do you not know how big the guy is? That blew me away. Let me, let me tell you one thing before you leave. Uh, Houston Nutt, who's Dickie Nutt's uh, brother, mm-hmm. uh, Dickie has cancer. Right. And uh, I've talked to him. It made me cry. But cried talk about it. And uh, it's a real concern. And he's uh, he's there. So speak to him. I, I told him to call me, and I loved him. And so uh, I don't know how bad it is, but I don't think it's good. Uh, well, I think he's. No. I'm going to be there for a practice and um, and then the, the shoot around before the game. But uh, from what I was told, he took a leave from the team. I think okay. Saturday's game was his final game. Oh, I'm sorry, um, I didn't know that. He didn't he, tell me that. But yeah, I, I, I've talked to him. He's going to go and try to get healthy. Well, find out as much as you can for him. I'm not trying to be nosy, but I'm concerned about him. Thank, thank you. I'll let you know. What did okay. Killer Mike do before we let you go? I don't know, but uh, I mean, they put him up there. He won an award, and then uh, <laughs> they put his picture on the screen. They were lucky they didn't put his mugshot on the screen. I mean, I'll tell you what you do. You, you, you see a basketball player, you look at that that gal from Iowa. We're talking about what a Grammys again. Killer Mike won a Grammy and got handcuffed and escorted out of the joint, didn't he? <laughs> huh? But Tom likes right. Grammys. Enjoy your, like week. Enjoy your week, Tom. Thank like, you. Hey, if Caitlin Clark was ever in the Grammys, I'd watch the whole thing. Boy, boy she, is she something, Caitlin Clark? She is a stud, yeah, she, boy. She can't, shoot, she can't shoot. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> See y'all. All right, uh, we'll take this break. 205-342-9904 if you want to jump in the show. Tom, uh, we'll have, uh, who we have at 815? Our boy, uh, Doug, Douglas Bell. Uh, Doug did a good job uh, on XM Radio. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. New crash now in Duncanville. You're going to find this along westbound McFarland and Bradley Road, although we're not seeing a whole lot of backup through the area there. Where we are starting to see a little slowing is on the southbound lanes of 43, approaching McFarland in the Northport area. Just more volume hitting the roadway there. No big I-20-59 problems into and out of the Tuscaloosa area. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. Coming up Monday morning on the Gary Harris Show at 9 a.m., a big visit weekend for Alabama football. We'll recap it with Rodney Orr. Also, Casey Smith on golf, and we'll take a look at the Alabama basketball team as he gets ready to head to Auburn on Wednesday night. All that and more on the Gary Harris Show, Monday morning at 9 a.m. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Did you miss any episode on Tide 100.9? Don't worry. All of our shows can be found on Spotify and Apple Music and on demand on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. They made this seven o'clock hour possible. You want to build that five star backyard? You want to do it with Yellowwood? Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer 
that is closest to you and always remember it doesn't have the yellow tag on it. You don't want it. All right, take this top of the hour break. Phone lines will be open, then we'll get to Doug Bell at 815 205 342 9904. Get us a tide of 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC, the home of Alabama Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. News from the NBA where reigning league MVP and Philadelphia 76ers star Joel Embiid will undergo a procedure on his left knee. He's out indefinitely. He'll likely miss the rest of the regular season, but it's hoped he'll return in time for the playoffs. Philadelphia currently the fifth seed in the East. In NBA games of note, the Timberwolves top the Rockets 111-90, to while the Thunder outlast the Raptors 135-127 in double overtime. Both Minnesota and Oklahoma City are still tied for the top record of the Western Conference at 35-15. and Nuggets are just a half game back in the West. They beat the Trailblazers 112 to 103. The Clippers are one game back in the West. They beat the Heat in Miami 103 to 95. Celtics crushed the Grizzlies 131-91 Boston, the best team in the East and in the NBA with a 38 and 12 record. Jazz over the Bucks 123 to 108. Milwaukee now 1 and 3 under new head coach Doc Rivers. In college basketball, number 2 Purdue wins at number 6 Wisconsin 75-69. <laughs> Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Andrew Knifer, Allstate Insurance Agent. Andrew's my agent. Let Andrew become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Give Andrew and his staff a call. They'll run the numbers right there for you. 205-722-9201. If you have insurance with Andrew and Allstate, if you have a problem within this area, then they know exactly where to send you, which is comforting. Once again, 205 205- Seven two two nine two zero one. I got one call holding here before we get to it. Have you guys read the article on ESPN.com? Untold stories of Nick Saban from the coaches who worked for him. Did you guys get a chance? They interviewed Chris Lowe uh, and uh, Harry Lyles Jr. did an article, and they interviewed Kirby and Kiffin and uh Jimbo Fisher and Muschamp and Loxley. Did y'all get a chance, y'all had a chance to read that article? If not, it's, it's, it's great. It's must read. That, have you seen where that is, article? Where, where do you find it's it? It's on ESPN.com. We go to college football and just kind of scroll down. Well, uh, some of the funny stories, Kirby Smart was talking about, he was interviewing for, uh, the job with coach and he said that, uh, Lance Thompson had told him, hey, working for coach is like, one year is like seven. It's like dog years when you're working for, for Coach Saban. So he said, you know, you always had to go over to the house and Miss Terry had to approve you before you even had a chance. If Miss Terry didn't approve you, you were, you were done. And he said, I, the, the interview was going good. We had dinner and, uh, he said, I was feeling good. He says, I don't know why I said it, but I told him what Lance told me about why do people say working for you is like dog gears. Uh, and so, uh, 
you know, I don't know what Nick told him, but evidently he called Lance Thompson and blew him out. For He said, here we are trying to hire this guy, and you're telling me how bad it is to work here. And Kirby said, he ended up hiring me. I don't even know why, because I was so stupid to say something like that. And uh, uh, who's, who's Lance Thompson? I'm sorry. Lance was one of his assistants at uh, LSU. You know Lance. He was assistant at LSU. Oh, yeah. He was assistant here. Uh, yeah, Kevin talked about going against coach's defense. He said, you know, we he did not like for you to beat the defense. He said one day we were out there, we were running all kind of trick plays, and, and we were just absolutely torching his defense. So in the staff meeting at the end, he made everybody get up and leave, and then he absolutely just tore me up. For, so then the next practice, I was very vanilla, like we were under center on fourth, third, and eight, you know, and I got chewed out again. But uh, these guys are – it's amazing they didn't tell any of these stories while Coach was still uh, working, but now they <laughs> he's out of it. These guys are telling a lot of the funny stories about. Yeah, uh, it's going to be told. Of course, Kirby sort of adds to whatever, but yeah, uh, it was crystal balls. They were driving somewhere in the snow, and he said, "I was driving terrible. I'm not. I'm from Cuba. I'm not used to driving in the snow." And Stephen would chewed him out. I wonder why he was he was driving and he couldn't drive in the snow. Uh, so, all right, let's get to the uh, Andrew Conifer hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. That does sound like a good article, Barry. Uh, uh, sounds like a great article. Yeah, uh, um, you got to go go read it. It uh, was put out. I, of, I will. I wonder if whatever happened to Lance Thompson. You know, he was at Tennessee, I think, at one point, and Lance had more jobs. I think he was at Alabama, LSU. Uh, he was even over at South Carolina with Muschamp at one point, but uh, I think Muschamp ended up letting him go. So I, he bounced around a lot of places. Yeah, he really did. But he was a he was a hot name for you know back there back in the. 2007, 8, and 9, he was hot. Well, he was a hot coach. Yeah, he was a good recruiter. Uh, he uh, did a good job there. Hey, uh, you know, Barry, the other night during the game, um, I guess it's more towards the, the the mid part of the second half, and Alabama had a, you know, 21, 25, 26-point lead, whatever. But Alabama did a lot of that with Diabate, Wagi. Walters, right cell, and either Sears or Estrada in the game. It wasn't like, you know, they, uh, they had, um, Sears and Estrada and, and, um, and Ryland all in at the same time. They, they had kind of that, that, that tier of, you know, players in the game. So, Diabate has played really well. I'm just really happy for him. And he's been a nice, um, yeah, yeah. uh, connecting piece for the team. Yeah, he, uh, gets, uh, 14 points the other night and nine rebounds. Uh, and the reason they were having to take those guys out, uh, Wagi, who's got to stop fouling, he fouled out uh-huh. in 5,011 minutes. And Grant Nelson sure had 5,014 minutes. Uh, so those guys picked up. I've never seen a team get in the one and one. And Alabama was fouling as quick as Mississippi. So I think they were in the one and one. Almost before the first media timeout, uh, and they couldn't make free throws, and they were they were so far out of it, they weren't going to get back. But the fouls were piling up, so that allowed Diabate and uh, Stevens and those guys to probably play more minutes. Walters play more minutes than they normally do. Yeah, Sam can get his uh, shot to drop. You know, he's going to be a danger to somebody one night. He's going to hurt somebody, but um, 
he's got a good stroke. Um, yeah. I saw uh, when when Wagee fouled and fouled out the other night. Oaks looked at him and said, "Why'd you fall on?" Him? <laughs> yeah, uh, those and, guys uh, were, know, they were in foul trouble. But uh, as we said before the game, I just didn't see Mississippi State being able to score with Alabama, and it came true. Alabama gets ninety nine and. Uh, Mississippi State, I think only 67, so they, they can't Well, how do you feel about the game Wednesday? I think it's going to be an eye-opener for Grant and a few others. Uh, I don't know, Dad. Uh, you know, they got one in the pocket, so the only thing Auburn can do is even it up. So they ought to be loose. Alabama ought to go loose. And the way they play uh, gives them a chance. But, man, that crowd is going to be uh, whew, a 6 o'clock game. It's going to be wild down there. Dad, how would you approach yeah. it? I mean, Alabama's going – they're going to play loose, right? Fire threes. If they're on, they're going to be in it. Uh, just your thoughts about that game, Dad? Well, they've got more people that can score than Auburn does. And I know the crowd will have an effect on it. But uh, we were always, you know, pretty successful down there because we really got ready for the game. Alabama will, too. Uh, I just think that Alabama overall has got better players. Um, now, whether they'll win or not, I don't have no idea. But uh, they, they've got uh, a good chance to. I think to, to win if they shoot the basketball as well as they're capable of, and also I think the big key to it is rebounding. The ability to get the break. And if you get the break out and go with it, it'd be better. So it should be fun, guys. It should be fun. Yeah, it should be. It'd be a good one. It'd be a great atmosphere. They had a great atmosphere over in Oxford uh, when Auburn was over there. Um, and they said that uh, at halftime, the, and this happens sometimes, the players told the coaches to get out. And then, uh, they handled the, uh, some of the guys came in there and I don't know what they said in there, but they got all the coaches out of there and that was totally a different team in the second half Auburn was. Uh, so sometimes your players can, uh, send a message to other players to get off your butt and let's play better. And they, and they did. So. It's not easy mentally when you beat somebody 25 points to play yeah. the next week and, and then be ready to play. Yeah. Yeah. So, Phil, we appreciate it, my man. Appreciate y'all. All right, uh, take the break here. We'll get uh, Tom Hardy, Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. We've been talking about the 2024s, the Grand Highlander, the beautiful trucks they got there, the Ravs, the Camrys. Uh, swing by Skyland Boulevard. You can go right to the website, TuscaloosaToyota.com. Also, you can schedule a service right there. If you want to look at the pre-owned inventory, it'll be on the website as well as uh Justin always tell you, if you're looking for trucks, just type in trucks. Every truck on the lot uh, will come up. But get by there today. See David DeSantis, Justin Troll, and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. Listen, Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We are still looking at a accident in Duncanville. This is going to be on westbound McFarland at Bradley Road. Crash there that uh, is not causing much of a backup. It doesn't appear, but just a little extra something to be aware of. A drive on a 2059 from Foster's out to Cottondale. And the drive along Lurling Wallace crossing the Hugh Thomas Bridge to Jack Warner Parkway. You're problem free there. A little backup, but no major accidents. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. This report. 
road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Don't miss your 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Any lingering rain ending this morning, the sky clearing this afternoon. The high today, 59. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 36. And for tomorrow and Wednesday, a good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 61 and 64. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 47 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Back to inside the locker room. We get right up to the Yellowwood Hotline. He's with PGA Tour Radio, PGA Tour Live, CBS Sports. Uh, was on the call. Uh, I think he was actually down in Florida, but uh, calling the golf tournament uh, in Pebble Beach. Uh, brought to you by MD Wellness and Aesthetics. Doug Bell. Good morning, Doug. Morning, Doug. Hey, Barry. Doug. hey, Coach. Uh, it's over, by the way. Wyndham Clark is the winner. They're not going to play today. They canceled yeah. after 54 holes. The AT&T yeah. Beach Pro-Am. So, good for him. Uh, he didn't have to play an extra round after that 60. So, he, he wins a lot of money, $3.6 million and 700 FedEx Cup points. And the point system, that's huge. So, just an absolutely um, incredible uh, Saturday for him. The weather, guys, is horrible at Pebble Beach. And they simply couldn't play today. There's no way. Power lines are down. Trees are down on the road. Uh, they're they're cautioning people not to leave their homes. So they had to get the players out of there. And so that's that's what happened. Uh, Nick Dunlap, by the way, uh, would finish last in the 80-player field. Um, and because there were 80 players, normally the signature events might be 60 players. But because you had the Pro-Am event, you had 20 extra players. And Nick pockets $32,000 in his first tournament as a PGA professional. So we'll see what happens. He is not in the field this week, Nick Dunlap, as the tour goes to Phoenix, and we'll have to see what his next stop is on his PGA Tour career. Uh, Based on on tough play, I I know it's hard out there. I I understand all that. Uh, But probably disappointment mentally. Um, Does he come back, uh, work on his putting, get with his – Instructor, or does he just let that go and, and decide that it was just a tough week? I think that's what he does, Coach. You know, uh, he was overwhelmed from from everything that I read and saw. You know, he went out there and immediately is playing practice rounds with Scotty Scheffler, the number one player in the world, and Sam Burns. Uh, he's going out to dinner with Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy. And, again, when you get out to a PGA Tour event, uh, there's no rest for the weary. I mean, you know, you're, you're practicing, uh, you're going to wherever you're staying. Uh, you may have an early tea time. You're not used to that. Oh, and you know, he's never played spyglass. So we had to hustle over to spyglass to get a little practice in over there. So it was just an overwhelming week for a 20 year old. And, and as you mentioned, coach, the conditions at Pebble compared to what he had at the, um, 
the American Express and La Quinta. I mean, we're talking the opposite ends of the spectrum. And so, yeah, major adjustment, learning deal for him. And every week will be. Um, I mean, he's going to courses that he's never played. And, again, you just need to emphasize what he accomplished at the American Express was incredible for an amateur to beat back. I mean, we're talking the best 1% of the players on the planet. And he beat them that week. And now reality sits in. Uh, you're going against these men who are uh, ultra-talented themselves, and it's their profession. Um, they, they aren't going back to take college classes. They're not going back to go out with their buddies. They are professional golfers, and that's all they do. So Nick, Nick is adjusting life as a 20-year-old PGA Tour veteran, and I think he will. You know, he's a talented young guy. He has an impressive resume. Uh, win on the PGA Tour as an amateur. So I think it's just it, it'll, it'll take time for him to bounce back and to get the right course in the right conditions again. When, when do you know his schedule? So uh, could he have played this weekend if he wanted? Uh, what, what are the restrictions? Are there any restrictions on him, or can he play in any PGA event he wants at this point? No, he, he, he could have. With, with his victory, um, you know, he earns the right to play any event that he wants over the next uh, three years. I mean, he has he's exempt on tour. So uh, he just chose to, to rest. Um, he'll go home and... I was checking the field for the Genesis Invitational next, you know, in two weeks, which is at Riviera in Los Angeles, and Tiger comes back that week. And they had not released their uh, – obviously, the field hasn't been complete yet. You have until this Friday at 5 o'clock to uh, announce if you're going to play. And so I don't know if he's going to play in the Genesis or not. I, I would assume he would because Riviera is considered the best track on the PGA Tour. All the guys just rave on it and say it's the best golf course out there. So – um and I, I don't think he's ever had a chance to play that. So I, I would think that's when he'll return in two weeks. And how how neat would that be for Nick to get to uh, to rub elbows with Tiger Woods? Because all the young golfers who haven't either ever met him or been around him, uh, they want they want that experience because Tiger doesn't come out very much anymore. Yeah. So that, that's I, uh, two weeks. Phoenix yeah. this week, I, LA in two weeks. I don't talk about uh, – I like to talk about golf in general. McElroy makes a statement that <clears> – <throat> pardon me, it's Spieth. What Spieth said was more money coming in and not necessary to do some certain things. Explain to our listeners where we are with money and the difference in the, the people that LIV get no publicity. They don't. They can't sell a product in the in the states because they, nobody cares whether they what kind of deodorant they use. Where, where are we with all this? Well, live by the way, they they are playing in Las Vegas this week, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the Super Bowl is there. So I think they're going to probably get more publicity than they've ever gotten. Uh, yeah. Last week, by the way, they're in Mexico. Joaquin Neiman beat Sergio Garcia in a playoff. Uh, people may not even have been aware of that. Uh, but here's where we are. Uh, the PGA Tour announced an agreement last week with this strategic sports group, uh, which includes these billionaire owners, Arthur Blank of the Falcons, John Henry, the owner of the Boston Red Sox, and and other professional teams, um, uh, you know, in soccer, et cetera, he heads that organization, and it's this billion-dollar uh, sports investment group. And so the PGA Tour, uh, instead of, you know, they use the opportunity, the negotiating window with Liv to negotiate with these these other men who are Americans. And, you know, simply put, they, they wanted to keep it close to home, and they said, oh, you know, we'll be glad to uh, – Continued negotiations would live, but I think that is out the window. 
so they initially get $1.5 billion. I mean, the tour gets that right away. They will get another $1.5 billion over the course of the next two seasons. And that initial $1.5 billion uh, will go into a player's fund. The, the, the players who stayed on the PGA Tour will now have full equity. In other words, if you're Nick Dunlap, you're not going to get much. If you're Justin Thomas, you're going to get a big portion. And so that's kind of how it works. And you can cash in now, or you can just let it invest. And, you know, for example, Justin Thomas isn't going to take it now. Ten years down the road, his full equity is going to be worth, you know, millions and millions of dollars. So that's where they are. And the tour hopes this is going to be the, um, you know, the shot in the arm that they need to stay solvent uh, as they have all these big signature events, et cetera. Rory has now come out, as you mentioned, Coach, and said, hey, um, you know what? I was wrong all along. I think eventually we need to let the live players back on the PGA Tour. We need to start this world tour, and that's just the way golf is going to be. And Jordan Spieth and others have come out and said, well, I don't agree with that because we've come into this agreement now, and we think the PGA Tour now can sustain itself. And we have all these young players, and we don't need the live guys. And Ricky Fowler has come out and said, we're not going to let these live guys back. They left. And so, and so what has happened, Coach, uh, Rory has now, has now taken himself off the PGA Tour social media site. He no longer wants to have communication back and forth with the players. So, you know, it's, again, there continues to be this great divide between the superstars in the sport and the, just the regular rank and file. But we'll see what happens. I, you know, it, it's just – and Jordan Spieth in the press conference really couldn't explain, you know, what this meant, this influx of money, other than to say in the simplest terms, it should help us. <laughs> so so we'll see what happens. But that's where we are. Uh, and I think Liv no longer – the PGA Tour has said they will continue to negotiate with Liv. Uh, but I don't, I don't think – I think that has – I think that has gone away now. And I think Liv will be on its own, and I think the PGA Tour will be on its own for the time being. And eventually, I do think that these guys, these players, will have some tournaments to play together aside from the major championships. But um, And again, the, the Liv players, unless you're qualified for the Masters and the U.S. Open, Open and PGA, you don't get in. Um, Joaquin Neiman, who won yesterday... Uh, on live, he's not qualified for any of the major championships. He's fallen out of the top 50 in the world rankings. So that's the complaint for the live guys. They took all this money and now they can't play in the biggest events. So that, that that's where we are. That was a long answer, but that's where we are. Professional golf. Uh, the PGA tour, they don't have contracts, correct, Doug? So those guys can walk at any time where these guys that go to live, they sign what three, four year deals. Uh, is there a big difference there as far as contracts go? Well, I mean, if you are a PGA Tour member, uh, in essence, Barry, you, you do have a contract. I mean, you have to adhere to the guidelines and the rules and regulations. For example, um, if, if a PGA Tour player wanted to play in a big money uh, event, which they have from time to time, that happens the same time as a PGA Tour event, 
then they have to get permission by the tour. Yeah, and but, then in the but, next but three Dustin, years, they have to come back and play that tour. Could Dustin Johnson say, you know what, I made a mistake and just leave the live now? Uh, but, but isn't he under contract for a certain number of years to stay there with him? Well, yeah, no, you're right. He he is under contract to stay there for a certain number of years. I, I would think if he decided to do that, Barry, there would have to be – he'd have to pay back money. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, you know, mega money, uh, uh, not just a million dollars. We're talking a $100 million. Would he, would he be willing to do that? I doubt it. Yeah. So I think that's where we are. And, and you know, listen, the bottom line is this. Some of the biggest names in the game, John Rahm, you mentioned Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, these are big names, right? Major Ch- Brooks Kepka, they took an exorbitant amount of money. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars to go play live. Nobody talks about him anymore. They're they're on a tour that nobody pays attention to. Uh, but you know, they they made a deal with the devil, and I think they're happy. They they, they got a lot of money in the bank. You know, there was a time last year when Justin Thomas was struggling and uh, he ended up, I guess, getting on the uh, Ryder Cup team. But he seems to have put all that behind him. Uh, finished sixth uh, out in Pebble. Uh, took on, six, look here, $642,000. Looks like Justin's kind of put his problems behind him, hadn't it, uh, Doug? There yeah, a while, I was worried about it. What he would he even get it back? <laughs> you see, so many people lose it, and then it gets mental. But whatever he did, he he's fought through it. So that that to me is impressive. It is. You know, he was in the tournament this past week uh, because his world ranking is still top thirty. He's number twenty six in the world, and anybody in the top thirty of the world rankings uh, who isn't already in those signature events gets in, and that's why Justin got in. And, and here's the deal with Justin Thomas. He's played seven rounds now this season, four at the American Express where Nick Dunlap won and, and now three at Pebble. He has three bogey-free rounds, including his last two at Pebble Beach. And, you you know, you're probably thinking, well, why is that a big deal? Because last year when he didn't make the playoffs, I mean, he went virtually the last two months of the season with with blemishes all over the scorecard. He could not put together a bogey-free round. And it was just, it was just a terrible season. But the fact that he's already has three out of seven rounds bogey free, I think what we're seeing, Barry, and you're right, we're seeing a guy who was really motivated because he had a bad year. Uh, he's a superstar. He's 30 years old, 15 wins, two major championships and a players championship. Motivated, uh, went to work with his dad in the off season, worked really hard. And I think we're seeing now a guy who is knocking on the door, could have won at the American Express. Uh, finished four shots back. Who knows what would have happened if they'd have played a final round at Pebble. Uh, he'll be in the field this week in Phoenix, TPC Scottsdale. Wouldn't shock me to see him win this week. I, I think Justin Thomas will win multiple times this year. That, and I talked to him in the American Express. Really a confident guy. And I'm not talking about cocky. I'm talking about a guy who feels really good about where life is. He's married. Um, feels good about his game. And he took the fact that he had a bad year not as a negative, but as let you know what let let's go back to work. Let let's let's you know, really pick out what we were doing wrong and let's work on those things. You don't see a lot of superstars do that, and that's what he's done. So that's why I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah, uh, is his caddy going to stay with him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bones, Jim McKay is going to stay with him, and again, it's a lucrative deal. Justin Thomas is you know is an athlete who has won a lot of money. Uh, over the last seven or eight years, and Bones is well t- well compensated. 
to be his caddy, full-time caddy. And um, so, yeah, no, they're a team. They're happy. Uh, Bones is still considered one of the top caddies in the game. Uh, and in, I know if you watch Justin, uh, and I followed him, I was calling a lot of his shots from uh, from Saturday. Uh, he calls Bones in occasionally. And not all the time, he? but he'll call him in. Yeah, yeah he I really think he did. Yeah, every once in a while, he'll he'll just he'll look at it and he'll say, "Hey, Bones," and Bones will walk in because Bones is really a, you know, he's an analytical guy. I mean, he, when you ask him to look at a putt, he looks at the putt. Uh, you know what I mean? He looks at all the angles and stands there like he's going to try the putt himself. And and so yeah, he's he's a well. I never thought JT used him very much though. So. Not much, coach, and that's why when he does, that's why it stands out in my mind. Uh, you know, he may go eight or nine holes where you don't use him. Because, you know, I was with them the last round when he was with Nick Dunlap and Sam Burns at the American Express. And and Justin ended up finishing tied for third there. Um, and he brought in Bones there, you know, on the back nine a couple of times. You know, putts that were really important as JT was trying to, you know, reel Nick in. And so I thought that was interesting. Doesn't call him in much, but when – when it's important and he's a little confused on the line, he'll bring him in. So it's it's pretty fun to see. And Bones is a good guy. Been out there a long time, obviously, caring for Phil for 20-some-odd years. And, and then went into TV, basically retired. And the only reason he came back is because Justin Thomas needed a caddy and called him up, and he came out of retirement. And his wife said, go back. You know, I know well, you like the TV thing, but go back. Before we leave, I want to get this straight. The LIV is the LIV, and they're not coming back to the PGA. Is that, am I correct in that? As of right now, no. <clears throat> um, you know, they negotiated for more than a year, and I think now that the PGA Tour has this new influx of money, uh, I think they want to see how this plays out over the next year or so. And I think Liv is like, fine. You know, we'll we'll continue to steal players. Um you know, prior to the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, Tyrrell Hat, you know, he's an Englishman. He was on the Ryder Cup team, European Ryder Cup team. He was going to play the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am two days before. Steins would live, and he played last week in Mexico. And he's on John Rahm's team. You know, they have a team deal. Uh, so, yeah, Liv will continue to pluck players. Wyndham Clark, who won, yeah. was in a negotiating window with Liv, they said, for months. And they couldn't agree on money. So Wyndham Clark stayed on the PGA Tour, and obviously, um, I think it worked out well for him with that. You know that incredible. I think this influx, influx of money will stop people. You know, so what? Hatton goes over and a big deal. Uh, really, named guys will quit going over there. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Um, I, I I just don't know how much money. Uh, I don't know when it stops. I mean, I don't know how you can just keep paying all these players. Hundred million, two hundred million, three hundred million. I mean, it's at some point, it, it seems like you need to get some return on your investment. Now, Liv thinks with the addition of Rom and others that they are establishing themselves as an alternative league. If you're a golf fan, you're going to want to watch the PGA Tour, and you're going to want to watch John Rom and Liv. So we'll see that. That I'm not affected like that. I, I really, you know, on social media, I saw where. Joaquin Neiman won, and they showed a little clip. But I, I didn't, at, I didn't at once during the week look over and, and check on the scores of Lip Golf. Yeah, I just haven't gotten there yet. You know, I'm a PJ Tour guy. 
Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, Doug, before you go, uh, I'm looking here at prop bets in the Super Bowl. Good gosh, you can yep. bet on anything. Uh, <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, you a can. Whole list of different things. Give me the three best best prop bets. Like this seems like uh, total number of touchdowns for San Francisco two and a half. They'll go over that, won't they? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, how about how about this one? And, and you'll get a kick out of this one. It's called the if you ain't first, you're last bet. All right? You're betting the last touchdown of the game will be scored by Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers. And you're betting that Brad Keselowski will win the Daytona 500. It's plus 4,667. So a $10 bet will win you $466.67. I like that bet. <laughs> McCaffrey scoring the last touchdown. I don't know a lot about the NASCAR thing, but I think Keselowski has a real good chance to win the Daytona 500. And yeah. for 10 bucks, a chance to win 466, I like it. So you don't know a lot about NASCAR, but you know a lot about betting. Is that correct? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes' longest longest completion over or under thirty five and a half yards. Yeah, mm. let me let me tell Barry and the world about Patrick Mahomes. And Barry and I talk about it all the time. People cannot decide who good quarterbacks are and who bad quarterbacks are throughout the NFL. They can't. Whoever said, look, we're taking, we need to take Patrick Mahomes. I like him better than anybody because it'd be 50 people that don't like him. He's a point guard in basketball and, yeah. uh, he could really play. And, but nobody, yeah. but, but the guy that did that is the guy who ought to be the coach of the year. The guy that put him on that team. That's Andy put Reed. Put, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Andy Reed drafted him, coach. And Andy yeah. Reed, um, you know, is the one who inserted him as the starting quarterback there. Did Andy Reid? Did Andy Reid decide to select him, or somebody with Andy Reid? Yes, <laughs> and that was Andy Reid. You know, they okay. saw him at the Senior Bowl, okay. and um, he liked him. And then, and then Alex Smith was the quarterback. You know, Alex Smith had been with yeah. the 49ers, and and he had played really well with Andy Reid. And then Reid made that decision to trade Smith. Really? And we're going to insert Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Andy Reid, he, he, he needs double. He needs double money. Patrick Mahomes have 250 yards passing uh, and two touchdowns. You can get plus 114 for that. Uh, I like that. I like that. How, how about this? Oh, uh, they will have a hard time. A huh? All right. It, here's a bet. If, if the, all these come down, the money line is plus 110. Uh, you know, you go with the Chiefs. Mahomes. 275 yards or more passing yards. Travis Kelsey, 75 yards or more receiving yards. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, the running back, scores a touchdown, plus 1,800. You bet $10, you win 180 for those things. The money line, Mahomes over 275, Kelsey over 75. Isaiah Pacheco scores a touchdown. I think all those things are going to happen. <laughs> Were you going to do a parlay? I'm a I think so. I mean, guys, in the last two minutes, you guys got me fired up about the Super Bowl. Yeah, he'll be he'll be calling up broke. Will there be a safety? <laughs> Will there be a safety? Yes, plus nine hundred. Mm -hmm. No, minus twenty five hundred. Would you be willing to bet twenty five hundred and lose twenty five hundred on a safety? Mm. Well, I would say no, simply because both quarterbacks can run and scramble. Um, I, I don't think you're going to have a safety. 
Yeah. At the end of the game, the guy's going to run out of the back of the end zone just to keep from having to punt it. <laughs> so. Oh, by the way, no, no Alabama players in the Super Bowl on either team. And there's been no Alabama player who has ever ended their career at the capstone who's ever scored a point in the Super Bowl. Can you – I mean, when I read that, I couldn't believe it. There's no Alabama player who ended their career at the capstone who's ever scored a single point in a Super Bowl. Really? Unbelievable. Doug, yeah, they, I mean, when I read counting that, that stat because they're not crediting the quarterback that throws a touchdown pass with points. Well, of course, Joe Namath, et cetera, Bart Starr. Yes, I understand. But, yeah, but still, I mean, that's a pretty amazing number, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Did you watch the Grammys? The did you watch the Grammys last night? I did not. <laughs> I was I was actually uh, busy. You know, we were just I was waiting to hear the final word if they were going to cancel the uh, at about nine o'clock uh, Alabama time. They canceled the golf tournament, so I was now, busy here's doing the question. stuff. For- do you still get paid for today, even though they canceled the golf tournament? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. not. What? Those guys are still no. getting the full money. I know. You know, I, I was. I didn't mind working an extra day today. It was. I was yeah. all set. Beautiful. I was set up with the equipment and everything, and the TV monitor, and. Uh, but unfortunately, they canceled it last night. So, nope. I only get paid for a four-day tournament, mm. and it, in in essence. It was really only a three-day tournament, so looking at it on the positive side, I'm actually getting paid for a full tournament. It only went three days. Gotcha. All right, tell them about M.D. Wettles and aesthetics. <laughs> Where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. I'm confused. I am <laughs> <laughs> M.D. Wettles and aesthetics, um, 650 Inverness Corners, Birmingham. Susan Brignett is the owner. It's 205-582-9216. And you can go to mdwellnessandaesthetics.com. And as always, guys, the, the uh, it's about making your skin look better. They they have the Botox and the laser treatments. The laser treatments are really cool, by the way. The facials, uh, if you're looking for maybe hair loss uh, products, they have those. Weight loss, uh, B12 shots, uh, testosterone replacement, hormone replacement. Talk to Susan. Uh, give her a call. It's a free consultation. And Dr. Don Mancuso is the medical physician there. Great lady, uh, and they've been in business for a long time. And I always tell everybody, it's not just for the ladies. Uh, the guys like to go there, too. So mdwellnessandaesthetics.com. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you next week for the Super Bowl. See you, yeah. <laughs> Those prop bets in the Super Bowl, those things are crazy. Uh, anyway. All right, let's take a break here. 205-342-9904. Squeeze. Burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This report is brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. Want to jump into any of the shows? Call Tide 100.9 right now at 205-342-9904. Well, somebody answer that damn phone. That's 205-342-9904. Back to inside the locker room. All right, um, the Grammys. Is Taylor Swift starting to get on y'all's nerves a little bit, Dad? I used to, 
I still want to go to a Taylor concert, but she's a little bit too giddy. She's starting to get on my nerves a little bit. Is she getting on your nerves? Are you all right with Taylor? <laughs> How about me? Yeah. Oh, she's close. <laughs> close to getting on your nerves? Mm-hmm. So you didn't watch the Grammys last night? I saw, but I didn't think they'd be any good until I switched. I can't believe Tom Hart was talking about how good they are. Um, uh, did you watch... Uh, do you like, uh, Justin, you like Miley Cyrus? No, I can't stand Miley Cyrus. She's a 24-karat fraud. She had some, some flowers. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard it. Um, what is she doing on there anyway? She had, that, she had, um, the record of the year. She saw Miley it. Cyrus did? Yeah. She looks old. Is her daddy the one that sung that one song? Billy Ray. Huh? Billy Ray Cyrus. What's his mullet, yeah. right? He had a mullet. Miley Cyrus. You don't like, you like her, Justin? Uh, I, when I was younger, I watched, you know, the Disney show she was on, the <laughs> Hannah Montana. But Miley uh, Cyrus too is much good. Is she from Kentucky? <laughs> I have no idea where Miley Cyrus They're is They're from wrong. Tennessee, I think. Best pop solo performance. Uh, Gary could tell us more about this. Pop vocal album of the year, Taylor Swift, Midnight. Was it a good thing that Travis Kelsey wasn't there? They people would have killed him if he'd have been there, not getting ready for the Super Bowl. That that ain't gonna work, is it? That relationship that ain't gonna work. Crap, no. What's the over under on them getting married, Justin? They ain't they ain't getting married, are they? Travis Kelsey. There's legitimately bets out there for this though. That we need to married. find a, the over under real quick. <laughs> yeah. You should ask Doug if he would have taken that that prop bet. If they well, were whatever married. Doug bets, that ain't gonna happen. So Doug was talking about some parlays for the Super. Are you gonna watch the Super Bowl, Doug? Yeah. Who's gonna win the Super Bowl? I'm afraid. I'm afraid San Francisco is. Why? Why do you say afraid? I just think that is it Purdy is he Brock the quarterback? Purdy, yeah, yeah. He's uh, underrated a little bit. They're very explosive to me. And the the best pass rusher for Kansas City is not going to play. Who do you want to? Do you say you want Kansas City to win? Oh yeah. Why? I don't know. I've been to Kansas City a bunch. I like it. Reginald King lives out there. Because of Taylor? No, Reginald Taylor. (laughs) I don't care about her. Brittany Mahomes. She's annoying too. Oh, she's annoying. You know, the daddy got drunk and got DWI again. Three of three. Two so he's he might spend some time in jail this time. Uh, so all right, we'll take this last break. Up up the phone lines two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. They want to get out of the way for the Gary Harris show. It's Gary's and Gary loves music. Don't ever let Gary sing though. Y'all let Gary sing on Fridays. That is not good for radio. This is the Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We are seeing some light rain push through the region this morning. Roadways are slick and a bit hazardous, but we have yet to see any major impact on traffic from that. If you're traveling along Highway 69, both directions from 15th Street to Middle Area Road, expect a 12 to 13 minute drive there. And it's eight minutes both ways on 2059 between the 359 and Skyland Boulevard. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Coming up, Coming up on the game with Ryan Fowler. 
Coming up on the Monday edition of the game, we're going to recap a busy weekend of recruiting. We'll set your stage for National Signing Day with a big guest. We'll talk to Drew DeArmond, 97.7. Barrett Salee. We'll talk to Martin Houston and a lot more. Starting at 2 p.m. here on the game on Tide 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program. Or visit meswins.com. I've got this. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Any lingering rain ending this morning, the sky clearing this afternoon. The high today, 59. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 36. For tomorrow and Wednesday, a good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 61 and 64. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 47 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament, Wimp Sanderson, gives you his excellent analysis Every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I do it for today's show. We'll have Kevin Skarbinski. will be with us tomorrow. We'll look a little deeper into the Alabama-Auburn uh, game as they travel down uh, to the Plains, take on the Albert Harris, 6 o'clock tip. Uh, Dad, what you got planned for today? Nothing. Nothing. Trying to, trying to hang in there best I can about a lot of different stuff. Alright, uh, so that's it for today's show. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. Appreciate you, Justin. We appreciate uh, Doug Bell and Tom Hart that joined us on today's show. You're listening to Tide 100.9. Let's see home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody.